Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, July 23rd virtual show. Because of COVID, our show's temporarily moved virtual. You can hear us on air at 1150 AM KKNW Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. You can also catch us on podcast. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show or answer any questions. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyara.com. And our lineup for today's show, we have Justin Park, uh, Romero Park PS, how do you know when you need a lawyer? Our second guest in studio, Gonzala Uradnik of GSF Events, nonprofit events, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And our last guest in studio, we have Deanna Pullman of Way of Life Wellness, melt away your stress and feel yourself pain three. Great information, great guests that we have in studio today. For additional topics uh, discussed or information questions you'd like to ask our guests, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And Keelan, let's start the show today with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. What do you got today, Keelan? Well, um, there was an announcement today, and I wanted to talk about it. And it'll tie in. This is money chat. We talk about money here. It's not sports, but this is sports related, and sports brings money to the the city. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. That Seattle now announced the name of the new NHL team here in Seattle. It's going to be called the Seattle Kraken. Um, which some people love, some people hate. There was the Metropolitans way back in the day in Seattle. We haven't had a, a franchise team in the NHL forever, but they begin playing 2020, uh, excuse me, 2021 and 2022 season. And uh, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that and why that's significant. And I mean, it's tied to some other big businesses and maybe setting a precedent for our future in the country. So it's pretty exciting stuff. If you don't know what a Kraken is, it's that giant mythological creature that came from the sea with the, with the old sailors. And it would have huge tentacles and it grabs the top of your mask and it can pull your ship into the sea. It terrified sailors for hundreds of years. And they're trying to connect that to Seattle's, uh, you know, we obviously were a port here. We're really involved with the ocean as far as the sea, the waterfront, you know, seafood, everything, Seattle's sea. So they've connected that to our, to our team here. And um, the old key arena is going to be where they're going to play. And this is where it gets kind of interesting. So it was kind of, I was kind of curious on what that would look like, what would happen. Cause that thing was, I didn't think it was that bad, but everybody else thought it was dilapidated. And, uh, and we lost our basketball team, unfortunately, but Amazon, 
uh, bought the naming rights in June of 2020, and uh, they're calling it Climate Pledge Arena, which is really interesting. They literally kept the roof, lifted the whole roof up, redid the entire interior of the whole place, and they're making it zero carb emissions, which is really interesting. It's going to be the first arena in the entire world that is zero carb emissions. So it's estimated at a cost of 900 to 930 million dollars. It's supposed to open June of 2021 with a capacity of 17,400 for hockey, 18,600 for basketball, and they're going to be hosting some 200 events there. So there's going to be a lot of people that are going to come to Seattle for that specifically. Uh, with all this bad news in Seattle, it feels like everything is doom and gloom on the Seattle side. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool that, you know, I was reminded of something that's positive that's happening into, uh, into Seattle, too. And not only is it zero carbon emissions, but it's also going to be zero waste. So that the materials, every material they use is going to be recycled and uh, they're going to eliminate the single plastic uh, use things. I don't know what they're going to give you a beer in that, like, you know, single uh, paper cup. I'm, I'm not sure, but we'll find out. And I'm excited to find out. And uh, they, they're even catching the rainwater in this facility to make the ice for the Kraken, which I thought is pretty cool. If you think about it, the rainwater comes from the ocean, goes in the clouds, comes down. The next thing you know, it's on ice and we're playing hockey on it. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, but that's just part of the bigger picture for Amazon, which obviously Amazon is a huge global power. I mean, and I, I can tell you just moving to a house, they, a package from Amazon shows up my house about every 20 minutes, it feels like. But um their goal is to have all operations 100% renewable energy by 2025. And then this is a, um, a bigger goal in 2040. They're going to have zero carbon footprint in the world. They ordered some 100,000 electric vehicles. So not only are their vehicles going to be uh, going to be carb free, their facilities are carb free, literally zero carbon footprint. And they're hoping that this is going to set a precedence amongst the world and have more businesses that follow in their footsteps. And I mean, if you think about it, a local company in here, Seattle, is possibly they've already changed the world, but it's changing the world for the better. And if you don't think that's going to affect money and business, you're crazy. This is going to be a huge thing. So keep your eye on the horizon because big changes here in Seattle. And I'm really excited to see our new team. And I love hockey and, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. That is awesome, Keelan. What a great money chat and a fun money chat as well. Great information. So uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about something that's not as much as fun as Keelan, but Fannie Mae Chief Economist Doug Duncan estimates that today's interest rate, 60% of homeowners with a mortgage could still benefit from refinancing and save at least a half a percent. Now, Keelan and I were saving uh, sometimes percent, percent and a half sometimes on clients refinances. So it's a really great time to look at that. He also estimates that mortgage lending will reach 3.14 trillion this year, which is the highest volume since 2003. He also believes that rates will fall to 2.8% in 2021. Now we're actually locking in at two and a half, 2.625. This is, we're not quoting interest rates. There's a lot of different factors, but if you pay additional, if you pay a point or you buy down the interest rate, you can get even a much lower interest rate. So this is kind of at what they call par at a 0% loan origination fee or discount point at 2.8 by 2021. Uh, citing that the Fed's buying and spread between 
between the 10-year and the mortgage bonds. Now, the FHFA, which is Federal Housing Finance Agency, released their house price index, which measures home price appreciation on single-family homes with conforming loan amounts. Home prices fell 0.3% in May, but are still up 0.4.9% year over year. The 4.9 year over year reading is a bit lower than the 5.5% in April and the 5.9% percent in May. Existing home sales, which measures closings in the in month of June and likely represent buyers shopping for homes in April and May, increased to 20.7%. Now, permits were up 2.1% month over month and down 2.5% year over year. Single family permits were up 11.8%. Housing starts in June rose 17.3%, which is in line with estimates and a nice move higher. Year over year, the starts are now only at 4%. Inventory remains really tight. Uh, There were only 1.57 million units for sale in May. This was down 18.2% year over year. And only 7% of sales were virtual showings, which is really surprising that virtual showings are not making a higher presence as we continue to figure out what the new norm is that may change. Now, according to Yelp, 66,000 small businesses will never reopen. In the event of Pestamica reporting, according to Yelp, 66,000, the 66,000 businesses that are not going to open, Harvard estimated that 110,000 small businesses have shut down permanently. Now, some businesses are finding that it's hard to reopen because workers are making more than previously because of the additional stimulus checks. Those are set to expire at the end of month, but there is speculation that they may extend it just on a reduced amount. Now, the Senate has reached a tentative $1 trillion deal on how to move forward with the uh, corona relief bill. There are also no specific on the dollar amount for the stimulus checks to indig- individuals. The 600 a week federal payment for jobless uh, Americans is set to expire at the end of July. And with no extension, it could lag until the broader uh, census is reached. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, the information that's presented and what they're looking at, how that's all going to come together. Now, additionally, there was no agreement on the payroll tax cut. Initial job claims for last week was released showing that 1.416 million individuals who filed for unemployment benefits for the first time. This was about 100,000 higher than last week's number at 1.3 million. Continuing claims to improve significantly from 17.304 million to 16.197 million. But are things really improving? There are also the PUA or Pandemic Unemployment Assistant Claims that are not captured in this headline. Uh, There are people that usually would not be approved for unemployment benefits like gig workers and contractors uh, continuing to with the PUA claims improving slightly from 14.2 million to 13.8 million but are still significant. Total people receiving some of these types of benefits improved slightly from 32 million to 31.8 million based on the total receiving benefits divided into the labor force of 160 million. There is likely a 20% unemployment rate. So that's your money chat for uh, today. And coming up next in the money hour, how do you know when you need a lawyer? We have Justin Park of Romero Park PS right here at 1150 AM KKNW.
You've worked hard to build your life and business. Can you protect them if needed? Do you know where to start? Any lawyer can provide information and advice regarding litigation, real estate, and business matters. A good lawyer will help resolve challenges that arise in these areas. I'm Justin Park of Romero Park. Our lawyers provide advice unique to your situation and advocate for you by finding creative and cost-sensitive solutions that protect you. At Romero Park, we care because even when it's just business, it's still personal. Visit RomeroPark.com or call 425-450-5000. GFS Events is an award-winning event management company that produces successful fundraisers for nonprofits. GFS Events manages auctions, galas, fundraising, breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, 5K walks, runs, and golf tournaments. GFS Events can help your nonprofit raise more money than you thought possible. Contact them for a complimentary 30-minute consultation on your event to see how GFS Events can help you get to your fundraising goal. Find them on the web at gfsevents.org or via their Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn chat. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. And you're listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, July 23rd virtual show. Because of COVID, our show is temporary moved virtually. You can catch us on air at 1150 AM KKNW on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. You can also catch us on podcast. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. I am your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk <laughs> about money. <laughs> and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions. More importantly, to connect you to the amazing guests that we have on the show today, please call the show at 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, we have Justin Park of Romero Park at PS. How do you know when you need a lawyer? Right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Justin, welcome for the first time to our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Tina. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And a little bit about uh, Justin. Justin is a partner at Romero Park, a business, real estate, and litigation law firm practicing in Seattle and Eastside for over 25 years. Justin has appeared in courts all across Washington and the nation, including Washington State Supreme Court and the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals. He has argued cases before judges and juries, local hearing examiners and officials, and handled cases at the local, state, and the federal levels. In practice himself since 1998, Justin has advised and prepared documents for thousands of business owners in real estate transaction. He is also a trained mediator and works as such to help parties resolve cases out of course. Justin and his family have lived in Issaquah area for over 18 years. Thank you. Justin, so excited that, yeah, yeah, so excited to have you. Uh, how do you know when you need a lawyer? I can think about, I know when I'd probably need a lawyer, but I'm curious to get your feedback on when I should be contemplating a lawyer. Well, like anything else uh, that lawyers do, there's a short answer and a long answer, but the short answer is if you think <laughs> you need a lawyer, you need to call one. And that, that is really the end of the analysis. Now, 
The long answer is more complicated, right? We need, we, because most people, their concern in calling a lawyer is always what? The cost, right? That is the number one thing we hear all the time. I didn't want to call you because I was afraid how much it's going to cost because you guys are crazy expensive. That's just not the case. Uh, the truth of the matter is that 99.9% um, .9 of the time, my first contact with somebody does not have any costs at all. They call me on the telephone. I'll spend 10 to 15 minutes with them discussing whether or not they need uh, my services. And once we have that out of the way, then we can determine whether or not there's going to be a cost. So when do you need a lawyer? Uh, whenever you think you do. Well, and I can I imagine that, in a lot of... Oh, sorry, Tina. I was just going to say, I could imagine, uh, we have a delay, everybody. So uh, unfortunately, there's that little delay, you know, it makes it hard when we're on, uh, when we're on video and live and Zoom. So anyhow, I was just going to say, a lot of times it could probably cost you a lot more without a lawyer, even if there is cost associated with a lawyer, you know, the, you're facing court and the things that could happen in your life. I mean, you are your biggest producing piece of income is your yourself. You know, so you need to make sure that you protect that. And I'd imagine, Justin, you save people a fortune. Yeah, I spend a lot of time talking to people about when when to come and see me, right? Not just whether to come and see me, but when. And if people will come to me early, yeah, a lot of time we can avoid the situation, right? We can figure out the right contract language or the right business structure or structure their real estate transaction in the right way so that issues don't come up in the future. And that can be a lot less expensive. So Justin, how do you know what type of lawyer that you actually need to hire? So the most common question I get asked when I meet somebody new is, what kind of lawyer are you? And to be perfectly honest, that's just about the worst question I can get asked. The problem is because when someone asks me that question, in their mind, they are imagining a scenario and they, that they were thinking of, right? My friend went through this or I went through this. And if I'm lucky enough, to hit on the area that they think I'm going to hit on, then great, we're able to make a connection. But most people don't understand the distinction of between areas of law. So for instance, if someone thinks I need a real estate lawyer, but in fact, the lawyer that you need is dealing with a contractual situation. Now, you know, someone like me, who's a quote unquote business lawyer, that doesn't exclude real estate, contracts, employment, uh, all the other aspects of business that I, that I work in. So um, identifying the type of lawyer that you need is probably actually less important than the fact that you reach out to someone and ask for some help. Because once I get someone talking to me, I can make certain that they get to the right lawyer to help them with their specific problem. But until I know the specific problem, we really don't know what kind of lawyer you need. You know, we have one of those too. I'll speak for myself, Justin. Uh, it's what's your rate? And it's like, there's what's our rate? There's like 9 million compensating factors that make up your rate. You need a lot of details before you can come up with any assumption on what your rate is. Just like with you, you need the details to figure out how you can best help somebody. So um, speaking of, how do you find uh, that lawyer that you need? Well, I'll give a couple of quick pointers here. If you ever run into a lawyer who tells you, I've never lost a case, please turn around and run away. Um, that means that you have a lawyer who is picking and choosing his clients based on whether or not he thinks he can win the case. And what you want is a lawyer who is going to be your advocate, right? who is going to stick with you through thick and thin, who is going to get, put you in the best possible situation you can be in, regardless of whether or not you have the best case 
the worst case or, or likely something in the middle. So that's the first thing to look for. Uh, the next thing to look for is how responsive are they? Can I get a hold of them when I need to? If I can't get a hold of them, do they have a, is it reasonable why it couldn't happen? They were in court or something like that. Are they responding to email within 24 hours? Are they returning my phone messages? That is another just absolute key to knowing that you're finding a good attorney. Um, and those are the two best pieces of advice that I can give anybody when they're trying to decide, do I have a good one? So Justin, let's talk about, and, and yeah, that's, a, I mean, the service level that you have up at the beginning, I always say that if you feel that something's really not uh, providing a high level of service in the beginning, it is going to get worse as time goes on. Uh, you know, so yeah, those are, are, are really uh, great key uh, shares there. So what about that initial meeting, Justin, when someone hires an attorney, what should they expect out of that first meeting? Well, the first thing they should expect is a chance to really size up this person. Is this somebody I can work with? Do they listen to me? Do, are they willing to have a conversation? Um, and do they give me the, uh, the pieces of information that I need? Or are they running from a script where they just want to say the things that they want to say? Um, the main point of that first meeting is to find out, do I have a situation where I need your help? What's it gonna cost? What's the timeline involved? What do I as a client need to do to help my own case? And if you can get the answers to those questions in that initial meeting, you're in pretty good shape. I mean, if you can't get the answers to those questions in your first meeting, then you really do have a problem. Now, you know, the, the cost one is always the one that people are so focused on, right? What's the cost, what's the cost? And, and I would suggest to you, if you have a lawyer who won't give you that information or is struggling to come up with that information, or at least give you some kind of an estimate, uh, you're probably operating at a disadvantage. Justin, can we elaborate? So what, I mean, I know people are probably still wondering, what does that mean about the cost? So what is, what, what do you mean about the cost? Like, what do you think it, it should charge? How do lawyers charge for their time? How does the cost exactly work? So many different ways nowadays that lawyers are charging for their time. The, the traditional model was an hourly rate. I have an hourly rate, I charge it for my time, end of story. Uh, nowadays, we're seeing much more piecemeal or pre-quoted work uh, or flat fee work, if you will, where a person comes in and says, I need the following. We describe the problem, we describe the solution, and the lawyer quotes them a flat price. Um, I, I like that one because it motivates the lawyer to uh, get the job done as economically as possible because they get a chance to you know, really extend themselves. Um, and, and put themselves in a good spot. Uh, the third one is the contingent fee that you see. And that's usually in a personal injury or other situation where the lawyer says, all right, I'll take your case. And if I win, I get a cut of what you're doing. That's unusual in my line of work where I'm dealing with businesses and real estate and things like that, uh, simply because um, we don't run into the same type of settlement and insurance-based uh, recoveries that you see in personal injury. So Justin, um, yeah, and I've heard, uh, you know, people when you, it might even be a 15 minute increment. So you want to make sure when you call your attorney to ask a question, you time it to make sure it doesn't hit over that 15 minutes, because then you go into 30 minute charge for that extra 15 minutes. Uh, so just a little joke there, but true, right? So let's talk about be, yeah. in that initial, it can be in that initial meeting. So what should they expect as far as the time it would take for that initial meeting and, and really strategizing on how you can best support uh, and help their case? Depends on the, the fact situation, of course, but most of the time you're going to look at at least uh, an hour for that first meeting. 
Uh, you're going to come in, you're going to meet your attorney, you're going to go through that hour and describing your problem, and then you're going to start to lay out some parameters on a solution. You may not come up with the entire detail on the solution. Matter of fact, a significant problem, I would hope that an hour wouldn't be enough. Uh, but you at least get an idea of here's how we're going to proceed. Here's an estimate of what it's going to cost you to go down this line. And here's what you can plan on, at least in the immediate future, as far as uh, product that you're going to see from your attorney. So, Justin, what about, I know in our business, documentation, the proof's in the pudding, right, is important. So, as far as a client is concerned, what's important for them to know about getting prepared for, with documents? So, two ways to look at this. Uh, one is you want your attorney to be able to hit the ground running uh, in that first hour meeting. So if you have paperwork that goes along with your discussion, I advise you to get it to them ahead of time. Attorneys can review that. You know, I've seen just about every type of real estate document that there is to see. Uh, but if I can familiarize myself with your documentation, I can cut that one hour time down to where we can really get into the meat of the, the discussion. So bring it and bring it all. And uh, in, in a, when in doubt, give it all to the attorney. Yeah, kind of the same thing with your tax, uh, your tax account. Make sure you're given everything to your CPA, all of it. So, Justin, as we're wrapping up our time here, how do your clients stay in communication with you during this time of all of this stuff that's happening? So uh, the great news is that in phase two, we're back in the office, but all the way through, we've got it, had it set up so that if you call our office at 425-450-5000, you can get us. Uh, you can also reach us through our website at www.romeropark.com. Justin, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show today. Really appreciate it and look forward to having all of you in Hubbard's radio when we get back into studio, but it's fun to kind of hang out here virtually as well. So thank you for your expertise and the great service you're providing to our community. Thank you and uh, go Kraken. Yeah, go Kraken. There you go. All right, coming up next in the money, our nonprofit event, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Gonzala Redrick of GSF Events right here on 1150 AM KKNW. GFS Events is an award-winning event management company that produces successful fundraisers for nonprofits. GFS Events manages auctions, galas, fundraising, breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, 5K walks, runs, and golf tournaments. GFS Events can help your nonprofit raise more money than you thought possible. Contact them for a complimentary 30-minute consultation on your event to see how GFS Events can help you get to your fundraising goal. Find them on the web at gfsevents.org or via their Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn channels. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM, KKNW, the Friday, July 23rd virtual show. Because of COVID, our show is temporarily moved virtually. You can catch us on air Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 p.m. Also, you can catch us on a podcast. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. 
We are your local mortgage experts, and we're here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. In studio right now, we have Gonzala Uradric of GSF Events, nonprofit events, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Uh, Gonzala, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Tina. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And a little bit about uh, Gonzalo before we uh, get into her interview. She started GFS events in 2012 because she knew that nonprofits needed help through her own nonprofit board and volunteer experience. She is an entrepreneur at nature and starting her own business was natural progression of her goals and skills. GFS events provide strategic event planning, expertise to nonprofits, Nonprofits through focus, event strategy, logistics coordination, message mes- mission messaging, and audience and donor development. Over the last eight years, her team has helped countless nonprofit organizations raise millions of dollars throughout the Puget Pacific Northwest. GFS Events has received numerous awards for best nonprofit event and best public event through the International Live Events Association. Uh, Gisela also serves as a board member for the International Live Events Association. And I have to say, um, I know uh, Gisela from uh, a networking organization that we're both part of. And I was so impressed to see that no virtual events at all that you were doing to instantly, it seemed overnight that you completely changed your entire platform and your team to really help the nonprofit organizations that more than ever with what's happening right now need you. So I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, that was definitely the case. We, um, we had nine events scheduled in March. And so um, really March 1st, we, we changed everything and, um, and turned every single one of those events into a virtual event over the course of the spring, um, as well as those events that were in April and May as well. So we have uh, currently 10 uh, virtual events under our belt, um, and then we have 20 more events planned for the fall that will go virtual. Wow, you are a busy lady. Holy smoke. Um, let's start out with this, Gazala. What, uh, how long have you had your business for? So I um, have uh, been in business for eight years. I started it in 2012 and uh, really just uh, knew that I wanted to help nonprofits, wanted to um, help fundraise. Um, you know, most people don't think that fundraising is fun. That's kind of the, the, the joke that there is no fun in fundraising. Um, but I actually enjoy it uh, quite a bit. And one of, I think, the most rewarding things is getting one of our nonprofit clients to their goal. Um, and then even this past spring, um, I think there was a lot of worry uh, as to whether we were going to even reach some of these um, fundraising goals. And we've we've actually gotten some of our nonprofit clients to 110% past their goal. So it's um, it's definitely it's a very rewarding and um, fulfilling um, profession. I feel that I'm in. 
Yeah, I love that. And I know that it's really important for a business to be hyper-focused on a target and a perfect market for them. And it's impressive as a, an, an events coordinating company that you actually singly focus on nonprofit organizations. So what is the why behind that in your company representing events for nonprofit? Good question. So I um, I knew I never wanted to do a wedding <laughs> or plan um, any kind of corporate events. Um, I've always been in the nonprofit field. I started off um, in uh, healthcare and, and working in strategic development and business development um, on the hospital side. And so um, hospitals are one of the largest nonprofit institutions. And so have always had that focus of mission and, um, and when it came time to kind of um, venture out and do my own business, I originally thought about working directly for a specific nonprofit and, and realized pretty quickly that I, I wanted to be out on my own and, um, and getting someone, an organization to their goal and surpassing it is, is really one of the things I enjoy the most. So um, that's kind of how it, it developed and events are an area that most nonprofits do once a year. So they have a really hard time with figuring out, you know, how do I do this? How do I make this work? How do I take the stress out of it? And, um, and we can help with all of those things. Good for you, Gazala, for going out on your own. I mean, it tells a lot about you as a person and you have to be pretty brave to go out there and take things on, on your own. So congratulations on that. And I give you much respect for doing that. Um, let's, you were mentioning events. Let's talk a little bit about that. What kind of events do you typically host? So we do a variety of different types and um, we do a lot of auctions. Uh, I don't know if um, either Keelan or Tina, you've been to an auction. They're super fun. They're always exciting. So auctions are, I think, one of the most favorite events that we put on. Um, we also do more of a traditional breakfast or luncheon uh, where you come in and you can, you know, write your um, donation down on an envelope and turn that in. So we do a lot of those types of events. Um, some of my favorites are, we have one um, that's a 5K walk and run that we've done for the last few years for the Seattle Animal Shelter Foundation. And um, that's a really super fun event. So we also do walks and runs that raise money. And then another really fun event um, is golf tournaments. So we, we have a celebrity golf tournament that we do each year which actually took place last week. Um, and fortunately there was no golf tournament. <laughs> it was all virtual, um, but we, we do um, pretty much anything that will raise money for a nonprofit, you know, we'll take on. Um, so conferences as well. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it started our conversation here, just being able to see kind of a little bit behind the scenes, but not really, and, and how you transition so quickly, which is really important because nonprofit organizations need um, a company that's going to coordinate and manage these events that have a high-level ex expertise in doing that, uh, but even more so in the virtual space. Now, I know that your company has helped nonprofit organizations make a lot of money to help continue support their why and what they're trying to do for the community. So let's talk a little bit about the money side and what you've been able to help them earn over the last eight years. Yeah, we've, um, we have had clients that are very large. We've done events that are, um, you know, over 3,500 um, to 5,000 people in size um, and raised, um, you know, million plus. Uh, we've also helped a lot of the little guys out there um, and raised, you know, for some nonprofits, raising even $30,000 a year is, um, 
is important. So um, over the course of the last eight years, I would say we've probably raised um, over 10 million in, um, in uh, dollars for our clients. That is beautiful. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. And you know, nonprofits, what a great, all of them have a fantastic cause, no matter what it is. So the impact that you're having on our world is huge. So uh, good for you on that. I mean, it's got to be really rewarding. I mean, what part of your job do you love the most? I would say um, the actual event itself, which, you know, has been uh, obviously a little bit difficult this year in 2020. Um, but I think the event itself and getting um, getting all doing all the details. So there's a lot of organization, a lot of detailed work, a lot of logistics and planning that goes into it. And seeing it all come together on the night of um, is super rewarding. And I think when, um, you know, when I see a client just so excited or relieved or just saying like, wow, we could never do this again if we didn't have you, that, that makes it all worthwhile. So obviously, once you've worked for one of your nonprofit organizations, I mean, they're not going to look back. It makes absolutely no sense to not have somebody coordinate their one big, huge event that they have. But what else and maybe that uh, people that are listening today that are part of nonprofit organizations that maybe haven't ha hired an event uh, coordinator before because they're concerned about the investment of doing that, share the things that you actually do and how that's really netting them so much more money in the end. Yeah, I think one of the things that sets us apart from, say, um, you know, your average event planner is that we are coming into the nonprofit organization with uh, that development perspective. So like a development director, looking at all of the pieces of your event um, and what are ways we can raise you money. So there's a lot of strategy behind it. It's not just picking out the color of the linens and what the backdrop will look like on the stage, although that is super fun to do. Um, we really do concentrate on, you know, getting the right donors in the room and making sure that we've got um, everything in place for them to raise the most money possible. Yeah, and that's, and that's a key part of it because you may not think about that, that actually getting the helping with getting the sponsors in initially. So all of the planning beforehand, even before once you get to the event and you have that live auction. So, uh, yeah, that's great. Isala, why, um, or I should say, I mean, you got, I'm sure there's plenty of listeners out there that are extremely excited about you and what you've done. $10 million is a crazy lump of sum of money uh, that you've brought to some of these nonprofits. So how do these... Uh, Excited listeners get a hold of you. Uh, so uh, one of the best ways to do that is to go to our website, uh, which is gfsevents.org. And um, you can actually schedule a 30-minute consultation. Just to, We're happy to just talk to any nonprofit that's just even wondering, how do I take my event virtual? How do I, what do I do for the future? I want to plan something. So um, getting that 30-minute consultation is a great way to do that. We're also on Facebook, on Instagram, and on LinkedIn, um, GFS Events. So as always, we wrap up our time here uh, with our, our last minute. I would love to end our conversation with a crazy event story. So I have one that's kind of funny. Um, this was a couple of years ago. It's the Seattle Animal Shelter Foundation 45K, which takes place in Seward Park. Our whole team is all decked out in our, our lovely orange vests and we've got our radios in hand. And there's a lot of police cars that are starting to come into the park. And I hear on the radio, there is a, a man with an ax roaming the park and is on 
the same route as all of the runners. And so our team had to very calmly uh, figure this out, get on the radio, um, find our route guys and get this nice gentleman with his ax off of the route. So um, that, you know, within, within like 10 minutes or less. So <laughs> we figured it out and we managed to do it. It kind of reminds me of the uh, wedding planning uh, planning movie. You just have no idea what you guys are actually doing to coordinate and to make sure everything goes well and what surprises can pop up that actually can uh, be a big damper on events. You've got to save the day. Uh, Gonzala, thank you so much again for uh, joining us on our, our show here today. Look forward to having you back. And we'll have to bring one of your nonprofit organizations in studio and, and showcase what they're doing. I would love to do that. That'd be great. Thanks, Tina. Thanks, Keelan. All right, coming up next on the Money Hour, melt away your stress and free yourself from pain. Deanna Coleman of Way of Life Wellness right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Do you sometimes feel like life is too much? and you're living in a constant state of overwhelm? Is stress causing pain in your body and anxiety in your mind? If your answer is yes, well, you're not alone. With so many stressors in today's world, most people are stuck in a constant state of fight or flight. This creates tension in the body, impacts your relationships, decreases productivity, and even diminishes your joy. At Way of Life Wellness Center, they use network chiropractic care to help free patients from survival mode and get back into thrival mode. Their techniques increase body connection, improve flexibility, and reduce pain, stress, and tension. Through this gentle chiropractic technique, they help you unwind and release stored tension and trauma. To learn more about Way of Life Wellness Center or Network Chiropractic Care, visit wayoflifewellness.com or call 425-313-0433. They look forward to helping you live the vibrant and healthy life you deserve to be living now. You've worked hard to build your life and business. Can you protect them if needed? Do you know where to start? Any lawyer can provide information and advice regarding litigation, real estate, and business matters. A good lawyer will help resolve challenges that arise in these areas. I'm Justin Park of Romero Park. Our lawyers provide advice unique to your situation and advocate for you by finding creative and cost-sensitive solutions that protect you. At Romero Park, we care because even when it's just business, it's still personal. Visit RomeroPark.com or call 425-450-5000. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, July 23rd virtual show. Because of COVID, we are temporarily moved virtually. You can hear us on air on Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. You can also catch us on podcast. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. 
We bring in studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. We're here to help you build a strong economy or just maximize your finances in our economy. And now in studio, we have Deanne, Deanna Pullman of Way of Life Wellness. Melt away your stress and free yourself from pain right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Uh, Deanna, welcome to the show. First time uh, here. Hi, Tina. Thanks so much for having me. And Keelan, good job putting getting yourself off mute that time. It's proud of you. I was rooting for you. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Uh, and Tina, I was really excited. I'm excited to have all of you. Uh, excited to have all of you here on our show today. But uh, in in reading your bio and really understanding what you do, it's really unique uh, service that you provide. So I'm excited to uh, to have you here. And a little bit about Deanna. Uh, Deanna has been part of the network chiropractic community for over 30 years, having received her first network adjustment the day she was born by her grandfather, who was one of the very first network chiropractors, being born in Transcendental Meditation PM community in Fairfield, Iowa, healing spiritually and the mind-body connection are truly in Dr. Deanna's blood. When Dr. Deanna realized her passion was to help others experience the excellent health and vitality that she had been fortunate to live in her own life. It led her to San Diego Bay Area to attend Life Chiropractic College West, where she received her doctorate of chiropractic. She now practices at Way of Life Wellness Center in Issaquah, where she enjoys helping her patients achieve optimal health. And I love the bios because the bios give a chance to um, hear a little bit about why what you why you do what you do and how what each of you do has been connected to your own personal life. So Deanna, again, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Tina. Yeah, Deanna, how long has Way of Life uh, Wellness Center been in business? So Way of Life um, has actually been in Issaquah for 23 years. My partner, Dr. Shima Silver, started um, the office back in um, 97. Um, so she's been serving the Issaquah community for, for a couple decades now. I came on board two years ago in 2018. I was prior to that, I was in the Bay Area. Um, but I met Dr. Shima and I visited the office and I just fell in love with the community and the space. And I've been here ever since. So Deanna, I got it. Drink. <laughs> so Deanna, oh, way of drink. Way of life practice, a unique type of chiropractic called network uh, spinal care. What is network spinal care, and how does it differ from your traditional chiropractic? So when most people hear chiropractor, when I, they find out I'm a chiropractor, the first thing they say is something about getting their neck cracked. We do not crack necks or backs. Everything we do is completely, completely gentle. So whereas with traditional chiropractic, they're dealing with moving the bones and trying to put their bones back into place and fix people that way, quote unquote. What, um, what we do is we actually go straight to the source and we deal with the, the central nervous system. What we do is we teach the body through very, very gentle touches along the spine. We teach the body how to get out of fight flight because, you know, with everything that goes on in our day-to-day -day lives, we're stuck in this perpetual state of survival, especially right now with COVID and everything else that's going on. We're constantly on edge. Our anxieties are at an all-time high. We feel that in our body, right? Our bodies and minds and our are all controlled by our nervous system. So what we do is instead of trying to force your bones where we think they should go, we 
teach the body, we remind the body that it's not an imminent danger. We teach the body how to get out of fight flight and back into healing mode. So you just kind of melt and the bones go into place where they need to go and not where I tell them to go. And it's, so it's very honoring to the body, very honoring to the, the person and the patient. And um, that's the biggest difference between traditional chiropractic and what I do. Do you think about that? What a magical process, because really you want your body to figure things out on your own. You don't want to be, like you said, forcing it to try to go in a place that you feel that it should be, but instead guide and direct through that spiritual process. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, are you going to say something? I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, you go (laughs) I was going to jump into our next question. You got me so excited about this because like I've been to many chiropractors. I had a knee injury and I'm trying to figure out why they're cracking my neck when my knee hurts and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure that I believe in it wholeheartedly. And between moving my house, I'm about one quick movement of my back going out at this point right now. So hopefully I can come in and see you sooner than later with this whole COVID thing. (laughs) Um, What attracted you specifically to this technique? So, um, as I mentioned in my bio, I've kind of been in the wellness world my whole life, um, or adjacent to it at least. And, um, so I've always been very passionate about taking care of myself. And I started to notice that other people like take wellness, wasn't something that was very actually common. Most people, they want to be well, but they, um, don't know how. And so that's what got me into chiropractic school was this idea of teaching people, empowering people to take care of themselves and empowering them to be well. And, but chiropractic didn't completely resonate with me because again, it's not them making themselves well. It still seemed there is seemed to be that there is a certain aspect of us telling them what to do, us making them get better. And again, I put fix in quotes because we don't fix anybody. Only your own body has the ability to do that. And so what really, what I found to be really magical about network is it really, really gives the patient that power instead of what this technique does is every time you come to us, we're teaching your body these strategies. It's like learning a language and it's this language of adaptability, this language of healing. So instead of going to the chiropractor twice a week for the whole, for your whole life, because you, they push your L5 back into place and it feels better for a minute and then it pops back out. What we are doing is we're teaching the body, we call it reorganizational healing because instead of trying to versus restorative healing. So traditional chiropractic Western medicine is this restorative model of let's like, again, fix you. Let's go back to this previous state you were before you were sick, before you were hurt. But why would you want to go there? Why would you want to go back to the place that you were that got you hurt or sick to begin with? So with network and what really attracted me to this technique, what we're doing is reorganizing the information in your body. It's all there. It's just kind of muddled, right? And so instead of trying to fix you and restore you or reorganizing the information instead of going backwards we're teaching you how to go forward so as you develop these strategies in your body and in your nervous system you become more self-sufficient and so you don't have to be as dependent on any outside source to feel good and feel well um it's just about your own inner resources and it just that empowerment um of the patient and the body is what really excited me about network and i knew that that's what how, why i ended up becoming in chiropractic school was because of this technique. 
Yeah, you can definitely see the passion for those that are going to are watching the show on Facebook Live. Maybe if you're listening on podcast or radio, uh, you can't see, but definitely you can see the passion and your smile behind uh, what you do and the gift that you're able to provide people that you're supporting and helping. So I would imagine that actually this is something that we all could use regardless if we have an injury. It sounds like you can start the education process of your body. So even when you do get injured, it already has techniques and understands how to navigate through that process better. Um, so that would be my first question. My second question to that is, what is the majority of people that you see coming to you for this type of treatment? Well, so exactly what you just said, Tina, um, it's, I think, especially now, like you don't need to just have an injury. It's not always about back pain and neck pain. Actually, that's not even why chiropractic started, but, um, why wait until you're hurt or until you're sick to start to get better, right? I think that especially now with COVID and what we're seeing um, is the people that have pre-existing conditions or the people that are, are sick or not taking care of themselves are the people that are getting impacted the most and having the worst symptoms. So that's the true for everything, right? If you're prevent the, the most control we have over the longevity of our lives and our health and our wellness is preventative care, right? If we are taking care of ourselves and our nervous systems, and why do you want to throw your back out? Why don't you make it so you won't throw your back out? A lot of patients comments like, oh, I just have a bad back because of my age. It's just like being 50. I have patients in their 80s that are still on row teams because they- Wait a second, always- Deanna. I'm in my, wait a second, Deanna. I'm in my 50s. Okay, go ahead. Well, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, I have patients that are even in their thirties or forties that are like, I guess this is what getting old is. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, it doesn't have to be that way, but that's what society teaches us. And so don't wait until you're hurt because I will make you feel better. I can make your back pain go away, but I'd rather prevent you from having back pain to begin with or prevent you from getting sick to begin with, prevent you from getting anxiety to begin with. Like why wait until you're already unwell to get better. Let's just stay well. I love that, Deanna. That's fantastic. No excuses. Age is not an excuse. Just a number, Tina. <laughs> so I hate to say this. Well, this you know like that's how Deanna, I but... that you know that's how I like it, Keelan, but I just <laughs> had to call Deanna out on I know. Tina's the youngest 50-year-old I know, actually. If you get to know her, it's insane. She can hang with the best of them. So don't let her trick you. Um we're unfortunately out of time. We're, uh, we're down to just a couple minutes here, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to, to wrap up um, maybe a quick story or maybe something about uh, your favorite cases that you treat. And then most importantly, I'm curious, how do people get a hold of you? So, I mean, I don't know that I have a favorite favorite because I love everybody. I love working with children. And I really, one of the things that really lights me up is helping people with their mental and emotional issues, things like anxiety and depression and things that are really rampant, especially right now. Um, Because again, when you calm your nervous system down and you're out of a constant state of survival, um, those things that make people feel so helpless just kind of melt away really effortlessly. And that really, really um, has always been uh, something very special to me in, in my heart. Um, and then you can get a hold of us by, um, you can, if you're interested in scheduling an appointment, we are offering a special for the next couple months, $100 off of your initial exam. So it's a nice little deal. You can give us a call at 313, uh, sorry, 425-313-0433. Um, or you can check out our website at wayoflifewellness.com. 
Wonderful. Deanna, thank you again so much for coming in and thank you to all of our guests for being here. If you're listening to the show today on 1150 AM KKNW on podcast or seeing us on our Facebook virtual live show, you can call the show at 1-855-411-50 or you can go online to themoneyhour.com and we can get connect you, connect you with any of our guests. So thank you again for each of you being here today. And this is your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keith Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts and enjoy the rest of your Saturday. We look forward to talking more money next week, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.